I've always wanted to make stuff for creative people because they're who I resonate with. But there's always that question like, is that a viable business? And I think when we launched, we probably didn't think it was, so we didn't lean in it too hard. But as soon as we started posting on Instagram, everyone that followed us, everyone that was like messaging us like they were a fan, they were all designers. Hi there, fellow foodies, snacker heads, and taste buds. Welcome to Snacktopia, a podcast by Taste Base, where we dive deep into the snacks that you enjoy, possibly even now as you're listening. I'm Matt, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Hey, everyone. And we will be chatting with founders of snack food companies about their culinary creativity. Ready? Let's get snacking. Alcohol alternatives and functional beverages have been making a splash recently in the United States, but now it's proven to be a worldwide category. In just a few short years, the functional beverage market is predicted to be a $175 billion market. Now that's with a B. Some of these functional beverages can help with overall mood, can help regulate your body, and provide a clean alternative as a social tonic. Now, Louis from Peak Moods explains a bit about his vision and how a functional beverage can, quote, stack up to the competition and lead the way with his nootropic stack. So my name is Louis, uh, Louis Syred, and I'm the co-founder and co-director of Peak Moods. So we make functional beverages designed for your mind to help the next generation think clearer and feel better, take control of their mood. Caffeine, much like cannabis, has been viewed as this one-dimensional thing, and actually it's so nuanced, you know. And and so, yeah, so in terms of the stack that we're using in Peak, we have guaisa, which I would say is the main ingredient, which naturally combines caffeine, L-theanine, and theobromine, along with magnesium, zinc, and all of these great, uh, these other compounds. So the, the caffeine, the natural caffeine is giving you that alertness, that awakeness. The theanine is helping produce the alpha brainwaves, this kind of like wakeful meditative state. And it also creates a slow release of the caffeine into the bloodstream um, and mitigates the unwanted side effects. Theobromine is what they find in uh, cacao, and so that's an appetite suppressant, but it's also a mood enhancer. And then we also have turmeric, which is obviously great for inflammation with the curcumin in it. Um, and we have black pepper, which activates the turmeric, makes it up to 2000 times more bioavailable, which is insane. And we also have the uh, ashwagandha, which um, is Indian, also known as Indian ginseng, but it's essentially an adaptogenic root that has nootropic properties for calming the mind and boosting energy levels. And then we have the B vitamins, three, six, seven, and 12, um, which all have like quite well-known, but you know, fairly standard benefits. And that's just, they're, they're great to have in there to kind of bolster the stack. So if nootropics can be used to foster higher cognitive function, attention, memory, and creativity, it would make sense to pair this beverage with the creative community at large. And that's exactly what Louis' mission is. So I always like to start when I'm explaining nootropics with the etymology of the word, and it's broken down into two sections. So new, which means mind, like neuro, and tropic, which mean, or trope, uh, which is the Greek, which means to turn, so to turn the mind. So adaptogens typically work on the body and help the bodies um, react to stress, and nootropics work on the mind by... Um, 
increasing or supporting cognitive function like memory, mood, focus, alertness. And the best one to think of that we're all addicted to is coffee, caffeine. Caffeine's a nootropic, um, but there's plenty of others and they also have synergistic effects when, when you put them together. So the one that's super hot right now is caffeine and L-theanine, which is what we use in our first mood, one of the two or two of the ingredients or nootropic ingredients that we use, and they come from a leaf called guaisa, which is an Amazonian tea leaf that's been used for a few thousand years um, to promote wakefulness and alertness and a heightened sense of awareness. And it's a cousin of yerba mate. Okay. Okay. Now let's dig in a little bit more. Being part of the creative community, how did you come up with this idea? Now, were you looking for something to help boost or for a specific reason or just because? Let us know. I'm under no illusion, right? The brand is chaos. <laughs> um, but that was intentional too. So my background is in creative direction and that's what I was doing in the CBD industry. And... You know, I'm not the best designer in the world. I'm not the best creative director in the world. Um, I don't have a ton of experience, but what I am really good at is finding the right people and inspiring them to work with us. Um, everything I do is mission-led, and I think it's just because I can only do stuff I'm interested in, and usually that's trying to solve problems. So when we started this brand, we just kind of did the whole thing through feel. So we weren't going to go to any big agency. We didn't want to do the typical thing of like, who did the other drinks brands use? You know, who's hot right now? It was like... How do we pull together a sick team of people uh, that no one's ever used before and make something that's never been done because that's what the drink is? And it started with coming up with a logo that looked reminiscent of a streetwear brand. You know, like um, I wanted it to be, you could slap it on a table, you could slap it on a window and whatever you slap it on, it looks like it owns it. And wellness to us felt so zen and safe. And we were like, if we were to do wellness, we want to be bold. We want to be unapologetic. Um, and the logo just needs to be fat and wide rather than tall and thin, which is what you'd think when you immediately think of peak. Peak also in the UK is, is a word that in London, at least, represents like has bad connotations. And so we also wanted to lean into that and play on that too and re-own that word. So there was the, the started with the name and then... I was um, inspired by the story of Guaisa and where it comes from in um, Ecuador and the people. And then I just started, I started looking on Pinterest for like cool urban jungle vibe people, uh, illustrations. And I found some cool stuff. I, I put it on some, designed some mock-ups of some cans with this one artist. And I showed a few people and everyone kept saying, I want that drink. And, and I was like, no, no, it, it doesn't exist. Um, it's just a, it's just a design. And they're like, yeah, but I want it though. And it was just this one design, um, that kept, people kept saying it to. And so I was trying to desperately trying to find someone who could design like that. And then my, um, fiance, who she always challenges me said, you need to get the person who designed that to do it. You can't just try and find someone else. And so I had to reverse image search this image because it was like a crop on, um, with no metadata on, uh, Pinterest. And on like the 10th page of Google, um, I found a website that looked promising, but everything was in Spanish. I found the artwork that I put on the can, but like a, it was a much bigger piece than I realized. And, um, and I navigated to what I thought was the, the contact page. And uh, there was a phone number, 
well, what I thought was a phone number. So I put it into my phone, threw it into WhatsApp, and I just messaged the person. And a picture came up of this guy, and uh, Oscar. And uh, I messaged him in Spanish and just said, hey, uh, do you take commissions? And then I went onto his homepage and realized that he was selling pieces for like 40K plus. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I just want global rights. That's all. Um, and, uh, and so that's, that's where it started. He got back to me um, over a few months. We talked through uh, Google Translate. Then I found a graphic designer in Tasmania. She's now brand designer for, um, or head of brand design for Who Gives a Crap. And, um, and then we found copywriters in Melbourne. And uh, the C- the guy who does all our CGI, uh, who, who goes unnamed, he's worked for the biggest brands in the UK, but he can't and in the world, but he can't talk about it because he's under, under NDA. Um, but he does all the CGI. He's an investor. Um, a lot of the people who work with us ended up investing, which is great. And we just built this solid team of creatives from all around the world. And there was a lot of Google Translate and <laughs> everything. But yeah, now we've got this um, Frankenstein Beautiful Frankenstein brand that I think represents the the story. (laughs) Louis mentioned that creators are the new athletes. I mean, I'd agree. He said that creators are the people that are laying the foundation for the way we currently view and will view the world. So Louis, how do you build a community that embodies creativity? How did you create your brand? And did you follow this ethos in the process? Yeah, like I say, I think, you know, um, for me, so I spent four years in the CBD industry. And so ever since 2017, a couple of friends of mine started a a CBD brand. I didn't even know what it was at the time. You know, I think like a lot of us, weed had been a big part of my uh, teenage formative years. Um, And then I think maybe I turned against it a little bit. You know, I'm a sensitive guy and often there was like a negative connotation with the anxiety that came with that sort of like social smoking. And, and so when they, my friends told me they were starting a CBD brand, I was, you know, I was kind of whatever. And then when I started learning about it um, and, and feeling what it did to me, I realized I was actually, I was anxious and I never knew that I was until I started taking CBD because I stopped feeling anxious um, and just helped focus my mind. And over the last few years realized I actually have ADHD and that's kind of explains all of the pitfalls and all of the successes I've ever had. I think <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lyric of one of my favorite songs, which says ADHD, the best and worst thing about me. Um, and I think that's brilliant. But yeah, so I bumped into a, a really old school friend of mine and um, we started hanging out again a few years ago whilst I was in the CBD industry. And he said, yo, I think I really want to make um, an alcohol alternative drink that isn't um, an imitation of an alcohol drink. Uh, you know, like what I want to make a new vibe, you know, like a new, a new identity for people who don't actually care about drinking, not that want to pretend they're drinking. And, um, and I said, uh, you know, I'm fascinated with these active ingredients. They, there's, there's ingredients that can actually do shit to your mind uh, that you wouldn't believe. And so we just combined these two ideas. And for me, peak is my medicine every day, you know, like it really is. And I'm just trying to solve my own problem. And what I've realized since we've launched this business is there's a ton of creative people that feel like I do. There's a ton of people who aren't creative, but I realize is creators, we are the future, you know, whatever type of creator you are. And we're sensitive, we're aware and, you know, we need, we need to manage our mental well-being, man. It's, it's so important. And so I like to think of these as mindful function, you know, it's like it's function, but it's all about the mind and it has to work. You know, it's not, this is not a gimmick. Otherwise it doesn't work for me, you know? 
And in my experience and talking to other founders, I found out that a lot of people come across issues with the development of their product. Now, it's sort of just how things go. And I'm sure you probably dealt with something along these lines as well. So did you come across any issues with the development of your product? And what's next in line for you? Are you going to be releasing any more potent functional beverages, maybe with CBD or THC? Yeah, so we... You know, I always say like, are we a mood, are we a mood drinks brand if we only have one mood? You know, like, <laughs> do you even have moods if you only have one mood? <laughs> um, but I suppose for us, you know, we're a startup We're we've got, you know, we've got a small amount of backing, but essentially we're bootstrapped from the beginning and we're super lean. We've got a really small team and it's about doing what's essential. And there's so much to do with Rise, you know, there's so much ground we can cover. So releasing Unwind will be a strategic move when the time is right. And, um, you know, when it's the right time financially, I think something that we would like to do is release it before the autumn season, you know, the fall, uh, would make a lot of sense, right. To start having this, we've got a couple of really beautiful flavors coming out with it and just these, this more kind of autumnal, more like end of the year vibe. And, and start pushing that message into the winter because any soft drinks founder will know that the sales slow up, you know, in the, in the colder months, especially if it's a cold beverage. So um, if we can create a function that that associates a little bit with the uh, seasons, I think it, it will win. So yeah, we've got we've got unwind coming, and that's a really interesting stack of magnesium, L-theanine again, and. Glycine. So glycine is the active nootropic compound in collagen, which people think of collagen just for skin, but it's actually good for the brain too. And um, this this stack is essentially suggested by Andrew Huberman, who's a kind of well-known neuroscientist, and he he said it's great for quieting the brain, basically. So the way you can look at the, the peak moods and peak in general is the peak is a state of mind and being, that's you when you feel in your flow state. But sometimes you might be feeling tired, unmotivated, sluggish, foggy. And other times you might be feeling wired, overworked and anxious. And so we give you a drink to help you get into the peak state of mind, which is somewhere here hovering in the ether in the middle. <laughs> like that space between floaty and grounded. Peak Moods is for the creator economy. They are doing what they can to ensure productive work, creative flows, and cognitive enhancements without sacrificing any quality or integrity. Well, yeah, and, and just on that point, I think I've always wanted to make stuff for creative people because they're who I resonate with. But there's always that question like, is that a viable business? And I think when we launched, we probably didn't think it was, so we didn't lean in it too hard. But as soon as we started posting on Instagram, everyone that followed us, everyone that was like messaging us like they were a fan, they were all designers, you know, and artists and creators. They were like, this is like the drink I would make if I made a drink. And I was like, that's what I've done. And then we, you know, we spent the whole of 2021 just testing in a small controlled environment in our hometown, Brighton, just to see where it works, where it doesn't. And it was, you know, co-working spaces, cafes and Instagram, you know, and it's like, these are my people. This is where I am every day. This is where Ben is. And now then we just lent into that. It's like, actually, I realized the creator economy is huge. It's growing. It's an economy that with everything changing, everything becoming digital is just allowing people more control over their own existence. And that's everything I'm about. And so let's, let's fuel that generation. I always say like, if, 
if the 90s and the 90s was like the jackass adrenaline generation, this is the dopamine generation. You know, this is serotonin, dopamine, controlling your mood and your mind and feeling good and doing the shit that you love. And that's, I want to be the fuel for that. Hey, Louie, if one of my listeners is trying a peak moods right now for the first time while listening to this episode, what are some words of wisdom you would give them while they crack into that delicious can? Okay, peakhead. Stick it in the fridge for 20 minutes or the freezer for five. Then when it's ready and it almost burns your hand when you grab it out the freezer. <laughs> um, then you want to grab a nice short glass. I wouldn't worry about ice because it's nice and cold already. And crack it open. Um, uh, one of the best ways to enjoy it is on an empty stomach. I think that's when you really, like any, any functional drink, like it's so dependent on what you've got in your system. So if you eat intermittent fast or, you know, like if you haven't eaten, you know, have it before breakfast and you're going to feel most of the effect most and for longest. So I would say have it cold and on an empty stomach and, and then do something that is mentally demanding or go for a walk because if you go for a walk and you do nothing, then I think you start noticing, okay, I can kind of see a little more vividly. I can hear a little bit more clearly, but then if you're doing a mentally demanding task, it's, you might realize when it's done, you know, <laughs> how productive you've been. Um, and then also for the rest of the day, you're probably going to feel a little bit up, um, but it is also subtle. So you might not notice anything. And, um, that's okay too, because sometimes it comes in time, you know, the body, body adjusts and works it out. So yeah, just have it cold and on an empty stomach and enjoy. Go check out Peak Moods at www.peakmoods.com and get yourself some of these delicious and productive drinks. And of course we have to ask, because we do with everyone, who do you think Louis would share this with if he could pick anyone in the world? I'm going to say... Bruce Lee. So, um, I I started martial arts when I was about four years old. My dad was an instructor, and I used to think I was Bruce Lee watching the TV. I used to copy everything he did, and I think what I didn't realize was I loved Eastern philosophy at that even at that age. I didn't realize, um, you know, Bruce Lee was an amazing philosopher, and I loved his attitude. And so, if I could sit there and share a peek with him and talk to him about what it is I'm trying to do and then get his thoughts on it. That would, that would be, that'd be insane. A special thank you for our guest who came on the show to speak with us. Podcast was written and hosted by Matt Membrino and Alex Shabar, edited by Matt Membrino, produced by Matt Membrino, and artwork by Emily Herr. Please be sure to visit www.tastebase.com for all your snacking needs.